0: back to another time when the world was powered by the black fuel and the deserts sprouted great cities of pipe and steel gone now swept away for reasons long forgotten two mighty warrior tribes went to war and touched off a blaze which engulfed them all without fuel they were nothing they'd built a house of straw A thundering machine sputtered and stopped. Their leaders talked and talked and talked. Their world crumbled. The cities
1: exploded. A whirlwind of looting. A firestorm of fear. Wake up, wake up, wake up, wake
0: up. On the wake up. Live from FEMA Region 2, back at it one more again for the most dangerous two hours in radio, On The Wake Up, with your host this evening, your brother Cam Kazi the Cutlass. Shout out to my brother John the Masonic Marine from the Truth Booth Podcast. Shout out to super producer Cindy Ashby for bringing this all together. Shout out to the whole On The Wake Up Radio family, and shout out to you, the listener, the On The Wake Up Radio army. Definitely check us out at onthewakeupradio.com. On the wake up radio.com, but also you can check us out at On the Wake Up Radio at SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, iTunes, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. On the uh, On the WakeUpRadio.com, that is our website. That is our main outlet. That's where you can listen to our live shows. And then when we're not broadcasting live, you can listen to the archive shows, randomly selected. But if you go to the SoundCloud, then you can check out all of our episodes going back four years, definitely. Hit that like button if you hear something you like and hit that share button. Share this content with someone who you feel is on the wake up and ready to hear this good shit. And share that content even if they're not ready to hear it because this is the times that we're living in right now. You know, a lot of what we're experiencing right now, we've been talking about for the last four years. So here we are. And oh shit. Got my one of my young bucks joining me for the show tonight. Hold on, let me bring him in. Listen, folks, if you are not listening on, on the wake up radio.com, then you might miss part of this conversation tonight. What's up, brother man? Ken, what's good, cuzzo? I'm chilling, man. How you doing?
2: I'm cool. I'm cool, man. You know me just working on music and tracks and, you know, doing what, what I do. So... Yeah, how's everything with you, man? Everything's cool. Everything's cool. So, you know, I
0: got to give you the thing, especially if you're one of my young homies, you know. Mm-hmm. Um Absolutely. This is, so, you know, the stuff we're going to talk about tonight is some, some of the things I have on the agenda. You know how it is. We have a loose agenda, yeah. but then we talk about whatever comes up. Right. But, you know, there's a lot of stuff, and I'm, I'm definitely glad to have you on tonight because... There's a lot of things, you know, we, we always talk about over the years, you and I have talked about the difference in perspectives,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right, when it comes to, you know, how we're viewing the world and stuff. So I always appreciate your your perspective because you're a thinker. And there's nothing that we love more on, on the wake up than thinkers, you know. And as you see people, oh, peace, peace, Fedco, peace, folks, give a big round of applause, big, big welcome to... To my young buck, <laughs>
2: Bruce. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And uh, I also want to say, you know, like big congrats to your show. You know, just even be able to see you and to hear the announcement that you're on all these different platforms, and you're on, your you're, you're, you're doing what you're doing. Big applause out to you and your crew as well. You guys are doing your thing, man. Keep it going, man. Thank you, thank you. Appreciate you as always,
0: and. You know, like yeah, y'all yeah, don't know. You know, I don't say exactly, but this is like my
2: little homie right here, man. <laughs> it's my big <laughs> homie, <laughs> man. The amount of stuff we've been through is crazy, and even like, like, cause my passion right now is music. Not even right now, my passion is music, mm-hmm. and you know, it's crazy because just looking at the area that we was making beats in, mm-hmm. and seeing that transition. I remember, and then. And then it's even crazy, like when it comes down to even, because there, I remember there was one time I was going through the the, the my CDs, and mm-hmm. and I picked up and I picked up the the, the old the old beats. I I haven't heard them in years, in years. I remember I used to play them all the time when I lit a Sansa disc that mm-hmm. we had back in the day. Mm-hmm. Crazy how time just changes. It's crazy how. Like CDs are not even a thing anymore. Like the radio, it's not like, and it's crazy because to to even try to play those CDs, I had to get a computer from back in the day. My PlayStation couldn't even read them.
0: Watch your mouth, bro.
2: No, it's like it's (laughs) it's, it's like even it's even even for me too because Mm -hmm. like when I was when I was you know, like I remember you know like going, what it felt like going to a store and buying an album.
1: These Mm -hmm. kids
2: and these people, they don't know what that's like. And it's crazy how much of a different generation. And as you say, like perspectives, like that's why I always try to give like a different perspective. Like, like Mm -hmm. I, like you grew like, like, and this, this, this is, and you also give me perspective because you grew up in the pre 9-11 era. I grew Mm -hmm. up in the social media era right so there's like a there's like a there's always going to be a difference of perspectives in how where we see people and how we uh how how we see how people operate so mm-hmm. yeah right
0: right and so you know yeah definitely and with with that the thing so you know one thing that we are constantly talking about on this show and on this network we like to um bridge gaps whether it's between generations different cultures especially with our melanated people just you know be being a voice for our people and you know me you know like you know me probably better than most other people on earth and you know like there was a long time when these conversations that we're having on air there's a long time that these conversations were behind closed doors and you know we were turn the music up <laughs> And chat, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Listen, or be in the car, listen, (laughs) turn that shit up. You know what I mean? And then talk about these type of things because for so many reasons, I mean, you know, so and it's not like we were doing anything illegal or nefarious, but it was just that you know. The, the level of security and the level of you know, kind of overstanding the surveillance state that was being put in place. And now, like, we're literally living in that shit. You know, a lot of stuff mm-hmm. we spoke about decades ago, decade and a half ago, we're actually experiencing right now. Right. You know what I'm saying? um I mean, you, you remember the training, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. first time we ever trained martial arts, you were like
2: five, six years old. The sticks in the, in the, <laughs> and I remember, I remember, I remember everything that, well, not everything, but I remember the, what you showed me.
0: Right. We were using That's the Escrema sticks and that was, you know, I was probably, damn, I guess, ah, oh man, that was probably back in like, oh, was it oh four or was it before? That might have been like, 04, oh, my God. 02, something like, yeah, it was closer to like, Oh that cool. sounds
2: yo, I'm I'm old, I'm getting old. That's what that means. Like, <laughs> you know that, that's that's wild to hear anything, oh anything like
0: yeah. And so back in those days, so even to give you that, again, the perspective, so back in those days, what I was doing is I was learning. I was training with my big brothers and sisters, you know, because this was just a little bit after 9-11. So we were prepared for war. We were convinced that there was going to be motherfuckers parachuting out of planes and running through the streets, killing people, all kind of stuff, you know. And so we were hyper vigilant. This was, you know, I was 19 years old when 9-11 happened. My first year in college. Shoot. And you know, I was ready. I was ready. I had kind of started to wake up in maybe a year, year two before that, probably a year and change. Then when nine eleven happened, where me? did you
2: where you where'd you go to college? You went to college in New York, or you went in no
0: down in, in Virginia in Hampton University. Right.
2: So you weren't even in New York, right? And you still felt it. That's crazy. Okay.
0: Yeah, because Virginia was a huge military area. Family was all in New York. Everybody was in New York. Right. Right. And so. Okay. You know, yeah, so yeah. it was like being a, being away from home also in the midst of all this, but kind of feeling helpless where I couldn't do anything for anybody back home. I'm in Virginia. You know, one of the, the area I was in, one of the largest, probably the largest military area in the country, maybe the world. So it was a whole different vibration down there. Motherfuckers were ready. People were going to war. George Bush Jr. was, you know, beating that war drum he talking about going to Afghanistan. It was like, oh, OK, Afghanistan, no doubt we're going to go there and we're going to get these terrorists that did this. But then, like, I think it was like two years later, all of a sudden he was. So we we're in Afghanistan and all of a sudden he wants to go to Iraq, too. Like, oh, wait, wait, Mr. Uh, Mr. President, like, the fuck you talking about? Go to uh, Iraq, too. So he started two wars in, in a matter of two years and everybody knew it was wrong that was my first time going to a protest when it was time to protest the Iraq war because I was learning, okay, if you want to do something about it, you have to make your voice be known. You have to make your voice be heard. So there was an international day of protest. I went to that, you know, I had my big African unity flag and and when the opportunity came, there was news cameras around, and I let them know. I said, yo, listen, you know, black people, African people worldwide, we don't stand for this war, basically. And, you know, I, just, I had just taken that opportunity. And, again, I wasn't a really big vocal person in that way. I used my my art to be vocal. But I wasn't the type to go out and make speeches or anything like that. Right. But I really felt strongly enough that, okay, if I protest this, then maybe it'll make a difference. And obviously it didn't make a difference. But at that point, that was probably the largest protest in human history. You know, he said, what was it, 200 million? I don't even want to make it up. But I think the number I heard was like 200 million people protesting across the world against this war. And when we went to Afghanistan, it was like, okay, this is bad. But it could be worse, and when we when it was time to go to Iraq, I'm telling you, down until the last moment, like there was this sense the feeling that I had was like we haven't gone past the point of no return, but the day that those first bombs started to drop, they did a shock and all campaign and the shock and all campaign that's what they called it, and it was like a Blitzkrieg type of thing where they were dropping bombs on Baghdad, the capital of Iraq, right? And they gave the Iraqi people time to get out. But, you know, a lot of people, like, where the fuck am i going to go? That's like if they were going to drop bombs on New York and they tell you to leave. Like, where are we going? We're not going anywhere. Some people might be able to flee, get on the highways, go to Pennsylvania, Jersey. Mm -hmm. But other people like, this is my home. I've got nowhere to go. And so began the bombing campaign in Baghdad. And I heard that 30,000 people were killed, innocent people were killed in that bombing campaign. And that, I had that feeling in my gut that, okay, we have now gone past the point of no return. And I think I was right because look at us, you know, 20 something years later, almost 20 years later from the Iraq war. We are so deep in this quagmire right now. And the... Back in the 90s, politicians used to lie to us, like lie, but big lies, you know, like to the point where you can't, you know, you people would question it, you knew they were lying, but they were pretty decent lies. And nowadays, it's like they they don't even bother lying to us half the time. They'll tell you some shit, they'll tell you some outrageous shit and look you dead in your face, like what you gonna do about it.
2: (laughs) I think that. I, I think that the lies—they're not even they because I think that okay, politicians today. And this—this this is what I mean. Like, social media has taken over a lot of people's minds. Politicians are based on social media. Their, their, their campaigns are based on what people say online. So, and and on top of that, when it comes down to you know them lying and like. I've heard Trump wild out like just, just, just blatantly like, like lie with no, 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 no if-ands or thoughts. I've seen Hillary Clinton lie. I've seen and just, just like even. But uh, I'm not the biggest fan of Biden. Obviously, I'm not a big fan of Trump, but I'm not the biggest fan of Biden. But the thing that the 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 the, the biggest part of 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 Politics right now is attacking social media and proving to people that this person is worse than me. That's the difference between politics.
1: <laughs> politics
2: back in the day was, I am better than this person. Now it's this person is worse than me. The perspectives <laughs> have switched. And that's because of social media and the way that people perceive things. It's always, I know that I am evil. And I know that people on social media believe in the lesser of the two evils. Mm. That's what they're tapping into. So it's not necessarily lying. It's, they are lying, but they're trying to, they're like, they're trying to tap into people's mind, ment- mentality on social media. Like a lot of, even when, 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 uh, Like I, cause I haven't, I, I don't, and it's it's sometimes when I speak about social media, sometimes I'm not going to lie. I'm a little misinformed now. Cause I'm not on it as much. I stopped it. Cause it's dumb shit like this. Like (laughs) it's, it's like when you're, when you're on social media, a lot of the debates aren't my candidate is good. It's that candidate shit.
0: So let me give you a little perspective on that, too, right? One thing, because social media, we know that it is extremely toxic in a lot of ways. And at the same time, it has brought a level of discourse that we probably haven't ever seen. And one thing that social media has done is it has brought so a lot of the dirt that the politicians do it comes out in the open in different ways and then it gets spread amongst mm-hmm. uh, you know a, a nice yeah. nice portion of the population and you see you know you and I we've been talking about social media and i know my social media experience isn't like other people's cuz the pages i follow the people that follow my page it's like a select crowd and it seems like a lot of people but i think it's a really small bubble so information gets passed around And, you know, there's a lot of people like the people who kind of I'm in contact with on social media. They're people who do research, you know, and it's like, okay, you hear something that sounds interesting. Let me go look up some news articles. Let me go look up certain legislations. Let me go look up the source of this. Oh, hey, brother. Yeah, I heard this going around social media, but this is bullshit. You know, this isn't actually true. People who will just, you know, they'll look at a meme and then they'll go. Look it up and to see how true it really is. You know, they'll go to something like Snopes, and Snopes is by no means the authority on information or truth. At the same time, something like Snopes, they're going to put links to the original post or articles to refute it. And a oh, perfect example, right? When that flight, MH370, I think it is, the Malaysian flight that went down. There was this whole thing about how, you know, uh, Rockefeller or Cheney or somebody like that owned uh, is the, the last man standing with these patent owners for semiconductors. Right? So you go to Snopes and you look it out, look it up, and then you know they refute it obviously. But when you look, they say, okay, maybe he wasn't the last patent holder, but the company called Freehold Semiconductor, they lost 30 employees. And when you look at what Freehold Semiconductor was working on, you know, semiconductors, basically, that's that's damn near free energy. The thing with semiconductors is those are substances that are created to basically, um, in the short version, is to, like, remove the buffer between electric output and resistance. So you can get more output with less resistance. That means less heat. And it's just a more efficient way to transfer electricity. So yes, 30 employees were coming back from some kind of you know, science conference or something like that. And they were on that plane and they all disappeared. That's fucking mysterious. That's major right there. And then if you look at a show like Blindspot, that came out. I just happened to be watching it. This is back when I was living in Cali. Blindspot came out. And what did they do? They did a case that's like you know a regular TV show drama, action, all that shit. But in that show, then an episode about a plane disappearing, and just like and just like the Malaysian flight, and it was filled with a whole bunch of scientists. And the the plane didn't crash in the Indian Ocean, didn't crash in the water in the show. The plane basically went off the off the radar, landed on an island. And the scientists were being used to turn the plane into a weapon because of their science science expertise. Now, is that what really happened or what's really going to happen? I don't know. But there's a thing called predictive programming you may or may not be aware of where a lot of what we see has been presented to us in media, in mm-hmm. movies, and TV shows from the past. You know?
2: And it's even like just... News because once again, I went to school for journalism, so I know everything about you know, right? The misleading press and the misleading everything, like, and even you look at the Spanish American War, that started because the press put out an article saying that the Spanish blew up an American cargo ship. Mm -hmm. When in reality, what happened was it there was a miss, there's a malfunction, function, a malfunction in the uh in the uh in the cargo and the ship blew itself up but in the press mm. in the article it was saying the spanish did it and it started a war things like that same thing with with uh with uh the what you what you were just talking about with the uh, bush it was it when nine eleven happened we didn't know who did it that's a, well listen i mean listen that's that's we can we can go on for days and days about what that was and who was involved and what was what. But bottom line is to the press or to, to people, if there was somebody else that was involved, we didn't know who the fuck it was. I and mean, if we did know, we didn't want to we that wasn't that wasn't the reason for the war or the wars. It was for oil. Like it's like and it's crazy because even back then, when when 9-11 happened and after Like that war, I was so young. I was like seven, eight years old, something like that. And I didn't really know what was happening. And I didn't know why the country was in such a recession. All I know is that one day I wake up and we're in a bunch of debt for no reason. And it's like, you know, just.
0: So how, how old were you when you had that wake up?
2: Like really becoming aware, I'm not gonna yeah. hold you until when I turned. Like, because I'm not gonna lie to you. When Obama got elected, I thought everything was good.
1: <laughs>
0: that was I wait. really
2: did. That was always. Yeah. I thought everything was good. I thought mm-hmm. everything is, you know. I just wanted. I just wanted to see a black man in office, and then you know, today we have you know people's opinions on you know what happened there. You know, <laughs> I'm. It's,
0: it was a shit show. The Obama right. presidency was a shit show. Guaranteed. <laughs> I, I, we got receipts too. You know, we we don't have to go over them tonight, but it was a shit show. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't right. get he doesn't get a pass just for being black. That motherfucker was a, a colonist and a terrorist just like all the other
2: presidents before him and after him. Right. And you know and that's that's also I feel like that's that's the biggest part of the game right right now. It's like when it comes to politics these these uh like the way that the government is just ran and the way that the government is it's just it's 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 functioned every president's going to be like that because right. that's the United States government so and, okay go ahead. go ahead
0: okay so and this is something that you and I have spoken about you know over the years is the way we're taught the government works is not the way the government actually functions, right? They say you have the legislative, executive, and judicial branches of the government, and you vote for the legislative and executive branches, and you know, your vote matters and all that. It's like your vote matters to a certain extent. What matters more, though, than our votes as the people is the money that gets put behind the politicians. The politicians, they are selected before they even become politicians. They are selected. Maybe they come from the corporate world, maybe something else. They're selected by these organizations like the Council on Foreign Relations, um, American Legislative Exchange Council. Folks, take out your pens, papers, notebooks, all that good stuff. Take some notes. You know what I'm saying? You could look this stuff up as we're talking so you can see what we're talking about. Council on Foreign Relations, American Legislative Exchange Council, ALEC, Alec, a, 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 an organization like ALEC, they literally write the laws ahead of time. And they say, OK, we want to implement this law at this time. We're going to put this law in with the Democrat. We're going to put this law in with the Republican. And we're going they're going to they're going to be excuse me, these bills and these bills they'll tell once their official gets elected into office they'll what the the secretary of that freshman senator or congressman will be you know somebody who's a representative from this called the global oligarchy right they'll be a representative of this global oligarchy this uh American Legislative Exchange Council and this person will be a shot caller and this person will say look We're gonna introduce this bill right here You introduce it and then your fellow congressmen and senators are gonna vote on it Then they go they see it. They vote on it Then the president who's also the same type of person is gonna Make it law and then that's how these things get passed and they're not in the interest of the American people This is the way politics is actually run and when you know You hear something like New World Order that's become uh, such a conspiratorial term, but there's better names for it, okay? Craig B. Hewlett, y'all know, he's one of my favorite geopolitical analysts. He calls it the global regime of economic interdependence. That takes the spookiness off of it. Global regime of economic interdependence, okay? So you know what a regime is. That's, you know, organization, a government, but... It's a global regime, okay? And then economic interdependence means that, okay, they have cobalt in a part of Africa. We need cobalt for this electronic over here to bring it to market. So this whole supply chain, you know, supply chain shit, right? how do we get that cobalt into this cell phone right here? Global regime of economic interdependence is going to find a way to make that happen. Everybody relying on everybody. Economies and governments relying on each other in order to bring these things to market. They're going to, the regime, it's a regime so that means there are certain people who are going to benefit from it and there are certain people who are not going to benefit from it. The majority of people are not going to benefit from it. That small group of people who, you know, Euphemistically, we call the 1%. Those are the people that, and it's really smaller than 1% when you really get down to it. It's like, you know, it's like 700 people or something like that. But I digress. That's who is actually benefiting from it. Those are the people who steer the policies of our government. And there's a constant fight with every government in the world, but we're talking about the US, between nationalism. And globalism. And nationalism isn't always like some Donald Trump type shit, you know? Some white power stuff. Nationalism is, is simply doing things for the benefit of your nation or doing things for the benefit of the, the global world. government. Right. The global... The, the world. Right. Right. The Ooh. globe. the all Everybody. But globalism isn't what people think it is. It's not doing it for the benefit of the people, it's doing it for the benefit of the global regime. That's what we're fighting against. And so, you know, if people don't have this basic knowledge, then they're going to be confused and blinded by what's going on with our national politics. What goes on with our national politics is of very little consequence to the global regime. When it comes to United States, they need to get rid of our Constitution, our Bill of Rights, and our ability to defend ourselves. Once that's gone, it's open season for this country. Even the fact that we are still living under the illusion that we have those rights right now is still a problem. It, once, mm-hmm. once we are officially told, once we are told in an official capacity that you no longer have rights, then they can do what they want to do. But until that day, we're still living under the illusion that we have rights, and we can. So we can still act as if we have rights. We can still assert those rights right now, and that's why it's important for people to be educated.
2: Yeah, and it's very, and it's it's important. But and and I wanted to go back because the, the 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 basics behind. Also, some of you said is you know people getting the right sources, the right mm-hmm. materials, the right education. But in today's world, getting the right and proper knowledge is actually a lot harder than people think because there's a lot of stuff out there that's fake. And there's a lot mm-hmm. of things that a lot of source, like people, a lot of people today will trust CNN and Fox news Better than any other source that you show them.
0: Mm-hmm. Folks, um, yeah, <laughs> I hope you're listening in on um on the yeah. radio dot uh, <laughs> My man's phone. Listen, whenever he does this show, he gets the temperature, the temperature, his phone overheats.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I just
2: wanted to show it to you. I remember last time. It was just doing that left and right and left and right. Wow. I not want to let them know I'm not bullshit.
0: You can't <laughs> stick it. You want to stick it in the freezer for a couple minutes or something?
2: <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> That's
0: great. Folks, yeah. I, I hope you're listening on and on thewakeubradio.com so that you can yeah. continue this conversation with us because this is, this is important. So, my man said that. What is would you say that it's difficult for people to find real information? Is that what you said?
2: It's people, it's not difficult, but people don't search, like people don't search out for the other sources. People use, like, if you ask, I say about 80, 85% of people in today's, like, like today's time, like, let's say, like, ages. Adult from so like include all college like if you went to most college campuses most Mm -hmm. of the kids get their their most of the kids get their news sources from scrolling on Instagram. Wow, yeah, that's a real thing, and even like like it's Mm -hmm. it's been like a like they they have surveys of it even when I even when I was at York most of the people got their news new stuff from well granted we also. In our class, we were journalism majors, so it's a little different. So we we obviously did. But, like, outside people, like, if you were a regular major in something else and you were around my age or younger or a little bit older, you were getting your news from Instagram, Facebook.
0: That's interesting. See? So when I was in school, we didn't have Facebook. we None of that stuff. Instagram, YouTube, Mm -hmm. none of that stuff. And, like, we still went to libraries when I was, you know, when I was around that age.
2: That'd be interesting to ask how many people ate from the ages 15 to 20 right now, how many of them have been to a library? That would be an interesting question. Wow. That answer might might piss you off.
0: (laughs) If y'all, I hope y'all are listening. He just said (laughs) an interesting question would be to ask people 18 to 20 if-
2: no. You gotta you gotta include kids so like 16 like like 15 16 to 20 so like a five-year age guy 15 to,
0: to the, 20 15 16 to 20
2: ask people if if they've been to a library if they've been to a library and if they have when was the when was the last time
0: and if they have when was the last time that is a
2: frightening question <laughs> I know you're gonna be <laughs> pissed off now people are gonna be like no what's the point what's the point it's a library yeah, but I mean, my phone—I got eyeballs. Yeah. That's what it's gonna wow. be.
0: So you see, okay, right? So you were you were a journalism major, right? Mm-hmm. And I was a history major. So right. you understand. So we were both came up under a discipline of research and primary sources, and yes. you know that type of thing, and digging a little bit deeper,
2: getting your shit right,
0: right, getting your shit right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 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 because you don't, yo, you don't know and there's been i promise you there have been plenty of times throughout my history where oh you know i learned something but then it's like oh that wasn't true oh there was something deeper to it
2: and that's wild because even the fact that you said that like we're we're in a, we're in a, we're in uh because okay even journalists we there's this there's this thing called uh spj those are they're basically laws for journalists i forgot exactly it's like special special i forgot what the p stands for j it's it's basically the 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 list of laws that journalists have to basically follow. society
0: of professional journalists
2: yes that's what it is mm-hmm. yes um the internet the internet yeah <laughs> uh, and basically what it is it's like it's the 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 laws and one of the one of the one of the the, the key laws is you cannot basically you can't you can't fabricate a story. You can't sit there. Your job is to tell the truth and nothing but the truth. But what? yet we live in today's era where there's nothing but lies and bullshit. Same thing with your major Wait. in history. Right. History is a major where you're not supposed to fabricate anything. Anything that you tell has to be backed by something. And look where we are in history. We don't know what book to us.
0: You know, know it's funny because so when I was a history major, we had one professor. So this was in a time, again, I came up in the era where we were told that the ancient Egyptians were not black. They were not African. They were some kind of Arab or some kind of Caucasian. That Africa still got all their knowledge from Europeans or from people outside of Africa. This is literally this is literally the information we were told. But then we had scholars like Sheikh Antijope, like, um, like Anthony Browder, like um oh man, like Dr. John Henry Clark, Dr. Ben Yokenan, Dr. You know, um Ashra Quasi. We had all these scholars, uh um Chandler, uh, what's his name? Oh man. Oh trust me, a lot of fucking scholars. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so That's these were wild. right. So these are a lot of um, what do you call it? These are the scholars that We were reading as history majors and I had a professor. He was a Caucasian professor and dude turned out to be some kind of fed type of dude, too. But this guy was uh, telling us that basically we couldn't use these African scholars for our research, even though like their content is on point. On point, well researched, diligently researched, but we weren't allowed to use these scholars. And we had to kind of toe that same line that yes, Africans were, you know, ancient Egyptians. Because this is back when it was still controversial to say that the ancient Egyptians were black. Because once wild. you. So how? Like, why is that controversial? Right, you see what you said? Why is that controversial? In 2021, right? Why is that controversial? Back then, that was still controversial. I learned about that maybe a year or two before I went off to college. So I was like 17, 18 years old, and that shit blew my mind because I knew it in my heart, but I couldn't prove it, you know? And in social studies, I remember in, in middle school, I just threw that shit out there. I was like, oh yeah, the Egyptians were black. And one of my classmates was like, Yeah, they were not black. And I was like, but well, Egypt is not, isn't that Africa. No, I said they're African. He said, they're not African. I said, Egypt isn't Africa. He said, Yeah, but they weren't African. And it's like, I didn't have anything to back it up. I was just shooting off the hip.
1: I didn't have
2: that's that's wild, because it's like it's 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 like if you're if you're born in America, are you European? Granted, you might have European descent. You might mm-hmm. have, like, if, but let's say your family was born in America. Mm hmm. Are you somewhere else? Like, it, it, right. that's, that's wild. I really want to, next time I see you, I want to, cause I saw my old history textbooks. Mm hmm. I want to read what you're, cause what you're saying is wild. And like, even back, like, one thing I hate that people say, I hate when people say history has perspectives. Or, like, I hate the term American history, European mm. history, African history, this history, that history. Right. It shouldn't. There's no perspective to history. There's no perspective on the truth. It's just the truth. And mm. that's where everything gets so misjumbled in and everything else. You
0: see what you just said. That's exactly the point right there, is that history is just supposed to be the truth. It's supposed to be what happened. And that's it. Bottom line, you know, there there shouldn't be any political agenda to history, and so, and this goes to what what we're talking about, where I came from an era where, and you know, I, I came, I'm one of the scholars, you know, one of the 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 ch- maybe say the child of the scholars who had to uncover the truth and present it to the family, and then my generation took it the next step further, and then your generation is taking it the next, next step further, because now you can't tell these young folks that the Egyptians didn't look like us. And and I don't even want to call them Egyptians. The Kometans, the ancient Kometans didn't look nah, like us. We have too many wall paintings, too many inscriptions, the language, the culture, all that stuff. The ancient Kometans were people who
2: looked like us, period. Nah, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say that we're taking it a step further. Because if anything, we're taking four or five steps back. Because it's,
0: yeah, dude, I'm I'm telling you from where I stand, your generation is taking it further. They take because now we have so much different multimedia outlets and platforms of creators who are trust me, there's there's no going back when it comes to that.
2: But I'm telling you. But then we're the same generation that says men can be women.
0: Yeah, but you so, know what? But I come from the generation, you know, the right after Freak Nick. You know what I'm saying? You know what Freak yeah. Nick is? Freak. Freak Nick. Nick. Freak Nick. Freak Nick. <laughs> if you don't know what Freak Nick is, uh, it's... um. So, Freak Nick, I can't remember. I think it might be down in Atlanta. Freak Nick is some shit, man, because you know it's fucked up. It's, uh, it's all, these Freak Nick videos are popping up on YouTube. Freak Nick 95, 94, 96. Back before there was a thing called twerking, the way we understand it, you would have women twerking, but like in the middle of the street. You know what I'm saying? It's like a huge black family reunion with a whole lot of sex. And and alcohol and weed. Wasn't a lot of different types of drugs, but there was weed and there was alcohol. And you know, you'd have women out there shaking their asses and popping their pussies and all that shit. And dudes coming in, you know what I'm saying? Grabbing the pussy, twerking on camera and shit like that. And you know, these are videos that you never thought would get out because it was back in the 90s, but people learned how to digitize, and now. Freaknik videos are coming out. So in the midst of so, I'm just saying that that like that shit definitely dragged us in the wrong direction. That type of behavior, that type of culture. But at the same time, you had in in the midst of that, you had the Doctor Clarks, the Doctor Benz, the Ash You understand what I'm saying? The why, Rashidis. Right.
2: That's why I so, feel like makes it makes a difference between us two because even you talk about Freaknik. Okay, cool. That's what. Y'all were that's the dumb shit y'all was doing back in the day. Mm -hmm. The dumb shit we do today, we do cinnamon challenges. We get a spoonful of cinnamon and eat it and put it on camera and laugh. Yeah. we We have people setting ourselves on fire and then jumping in the in the bathtub and calling it the fire challenge.
0: Yeah, see, that's crazy because so back back when I was, you know, probably middle school age, that's when Beavis and Butthead came out. And, you know, granted, there was people setting themselves on fire and granted, it was mostly white boys setting themselves on fire or setting their friends on fire because Beavis and Butthead did a lot of foul shit to each other. They did, a lot, you know, it wasn't so much like myself on fire, but let me sneak up and light my friend on fire while he's not looking, you know. So right. and, and it wasn't as much our people doing it. But now, you know, you're right. You know, we we got some some real challenges, and in my opinion, it's part of um, kind of like a depopulation thing. You know, like uh,
2: yeah,
0: <laughs> like the then, uh, Darwin Awards being handed out left survival and right. Of
2: the Fittest, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. what it is. It's not survival of the Fittest. It's, who's willing to say that that's stupid? Like I remember, I even remember this. is What I'm saying, like we've if anything, we've taken what you've done back in the day and we've multiplied it to a platform that now everyone can watch it. For example, you look at Rats. music videos today, like mm-hmm. the rap music videos, all of them. You talk about freak Nick twerking on the street. Mm-hmm. You think that that you think that that's really something. That's a, that's a Tuesday for us. <laughs> that's
0: You're right. A Tuesday.
2: You're right. They're in, they're in videos with guns pounds of weed, sometimes coke, the uh the, uh the women twerking and strippers everywhere, money that they don't even have. They probably bought to borrow the money for the video game. They rent, they rent
0: them back. they rent stacks of money for the
2: video. <laughs> like, like, like think about it. We, we live in a generation where we will pay to borrow money.
0: Wow. Well that's you know that that's a thing that's been going on that we could, you know, talk about that in so many different ways where we pay to borrow money. I mean, isn't that what it is when we get loans? We pay to borrow money?
2: Yeah, but no. But here's the thing. We <laughs>
1: pay,
2: but we pay to borrow money and we don't even, like, if you're if you're getting a loan, you're getting a loan to pay for a house. You're getting a loan to, do, to pay for something. <laughs> you're paying for money just to show it in a video in plastic or to throw it on a stripper's ass. Thank you,
0: my brother. Specify. Thank you, brother. Shame the devil. Okay. I'm I'm gonna show you this because so there is um one of our great scholars, um Dr. Dr. Francis Cress Welsing. She wrote a book called The Isis Papers back I what 70s, 80s, something like that. When I got to college, one of my first days, there was a brother, you know, I used to go to a church never big on church, but I used to go to a church. And there was a brother who, he was probably a senior when I was a freshman. So when I got down to school, you know, that was like my big brother there. He looked out for me, picked me up, you know, my first day. That, oh, Cam, you're in town? Come on. Brought me over to his crib, rolled up a blunt, put a book in my hand, said, check this out. It's the ISIS papers. Blew my fucking mind, B. Blew my mind. And that set off. That set off, yeah, that's right. Give thanks for her works. And that set off the direction of my education at Hampton, okay? Because I knew I was in there burning it down. He didn't say a word, he was just like, read this book. And so we're sitting there burning it down, reading. You know what I mean? That shit was completely like that was something that I did on my own. You know, I was smoking and read, you know what I'm saying, read my books. But then this was like, okay, this is the cool thing to do to get knowledge. Oh, there are there's people like me, you know what I mean? So all that to say, I'm gonna play you this clip right here, because this is a speech that she gave in 1988. Can you see the? the you're gonna see the graphic, folks. You're gonna have to just watch this this video later on when on the replay on otwtube.com. gang, you know the rapper the the uh, baby, right? Of course. Right. So here's a video of the baby. And overlaid, I put Dr. Francis Cress Welsing giving a speech in 1988. Peep game. Okay, here we go.
1: In the white supremacy system and culture, and the brain computer prints out, man who calls another man the man, calls the woman he sleeps with mom calls himself baby, calls the place where he sleeps a crib. A baby compared to a man is what? Powerless. But because we were not taught to understand nor to be truthful about the reality of white supremacy, when black men greet each other, and say, hey, what's happening? Everything's cool. But Sashmo said, Louis Armstrong said, somebody asked him, hey, what's happening, Pops? And he said,
2: the white man is still in the You see that I'm video? Not surprised. I'm not and, and what's what's
0: what's in the video just for the audience?
2: Uh the baby wearing a diaper. <laughs> and, <laughs> I mean it's like it's 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 like and it is that that's what I'm saying, like. And that—that's another reason why I say our generation, our generation is kind of—I do not say worse than yours, but we're we're, we're 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 deeper in it than your generation is. Because as you said back in the day, you had all these professors and art and writers that were that were giving you the knowledge outside of what's here mm-hmm. today. That's a Tuesday. Seeing someone in a diaper. Yo like it's I'm, like, it's crazy to think. That's but it's like it's like I saw it and I was like, like that was my reaction to please, no, this. Please.
0: Like, right, that was- and, and right, and that's the thing. So I was talking to somebody the other day, and you know, she's an educator, and she was just she she was going off talking about the where her students are at today. And this shit is sad, but then she said, You know the rapper the baby? Yeah, there's a video of him in a diaper. I said, What? She said, "There's a video of him in a diaper." I swear to God, just in the- yo, I that shit blew
2: my mind. But you yeah. see, like you mm-hmm. see, like the the the, the <coughs> like exactly what you said. You have you. I guarantee you, you don't really listen to the baby like that. You don't really. You might have I, heard a song. could song. Right. Okay. The. The, there's there's something in journalism called, I don't know if my teacher made this up or if this is an actual thing, but it's very it's very important. The mm-hmm. boom factor. The what? The boom factor. Mm-hmm. And what the boom factor is, is regardless if it is basically, regardless if it's good or if it's bad, if you get that boom factor, your article or whatever you're doing will sell. Why? Because of situations like that somebody that you have no idea about comes up and tells you, "Hey, this rapper is wearing a diaper." Regardless <laughs> regardless if if it's good news or bad news to you, you're checking that shit out. And guess what that is? A view.
0: <laughs>
2: That's what I'm saying. When it comes to our generation, we are numb to things like that because everything comes down to views, comments, likes, subscribes. That's our life. That's how we think. You saw, yo, do you know who Griselda is? The, the Rap group. Griselda? That's a group? You would like Griselda. I've showed you a lot of bullshit music. You would fuck with Griselda. This is this isn't one of the, this isn't one of the like, like, oh, um, this is like me just. You know, like trying yeah, to. Yeah. <laughs> this, this is this is this is real hip hop. Okay, you'll, you'll fuck with Griselda, mm-hmm. but and this is the thing, mind you. These are people that like they talk. They, <laughs> they 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 talk, and they really are about you know they about shit. But one of the members, and he's one of my favorites, and that that's one of the things that sucks when 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 when. When when dude is lyrically inclined and he pulls some shit like this, you're like, what the fuck? And if you listen to their music, you'll be like, this guy? Nah, nah. But once again, it's the boom factor wearing a fucking skirt. Oh, no, dude is like, like really like a like a and he's on the Internet talking about. Yeah, I caught a bag. Listen. What you do is what you do, but it's like as a as a personal fan of the group, it hurt me, and it still hurts me to see that because it's like you're supposed to represent something that's different from from shit like the baby. Mm. You're supposed to represent that different lifestyle and you showed everyone that that's what you're willing to resort to, and that hurt. So it's like seeing things like the baby and that. That's it's, it's it's another day. Like
0: as my brother John always says, my co-host. He always says, "Sell your sell your integrity. You get no commission." You know that that man is basically a lost cause right there. Like if that's so, this is my thing. I don't believe that. That many famous men are actually into wearing skirts and dresses. I don't think that that is their thing necessarily, and I'm talking about men who are allegedly straight. It's one thing, right. if you're, you know, a like young boy. thug,
2: like yeah, young thug. We know he's gonna wear dresses. We know he's he's gonna right because that.
0: because that's his thing. Right. you know, like uh, uh, what's that? You remember that dude? Uh, what's his name? New Age Jerk Boy. <laughs>
2: Did you? Were you the person who showed me this?
0: Most likely, this you motherfucker, were, you know, in, in a wedding dress, wearing sucking pumps, a,
2: sucking a gun. I right. was just like, I was yeah. just watching it like this, is, and that's a perfect description of what we are going through as a nation, as a generation. That right. is the boom factor. If something doesn't have the boom factor in today's world, it won't do anything. Why? Because everyone is chasing that. So once you're, once that's that's what I'm saying. Like, that's why the baby doing that doesn't surprise me. It's the boom factor.
0: See, and um, I mean, so I posted that video, and even someone told me that Pac had done that years ago. You know, I love Pac, but he Pac doesn't get a pass on that either. I don't give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? If brothers are out there, grown men are out there wearing diapers, that's something that we need to, that needs to be addressed at the very least. You wore a diaper? That's what I heard. I don't know. That's what the brother was telling me. That shit ain't cool. In the end of the day, that you know what I mean? Because, listen, as men, as melanated men, we we need to be on our warrior shit right now. And we need to go back and not redefine, but remember what that means, because our warriors are warriors and they're scholars. Okay. They go hand in hand. We have our own warrior code. We have our own code of how we deal with our women and how we treat our women. You know, we treat our women like, like Queens in the end of the day. And in return, our women respect us. And so that the whole dynamic of male, female relationships among melanated people has been broken down over, you know, hundreds of years and this is what we get right now grown men wearing baby diapers around you know like what you know
2: I think that that well first of all I looked up Tupac wearing a diaper nothing popped up okay good because um, that that don't sound like like that don't sound like Pac like there's certain people that it's like that don't sound like them and there's certain people it's like like if you heard so-and-so is wearing a dress you'd be like oh okay like right. that sounds like him like if you like if you like if you heard that prince was wearing a dress no
0: nah, all right <laughs> like, like, like it might might happen you know what I mean?
2: <laughs> like if you heard that mike like 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 when michael jackson was around if you heard michael jackson was wearing a skirt on a show you'd be like it's michael
0: jackson like it's like yeah. i w- I don't think mike would have worn a skirt though
2: i don't think he would have because i think that he was fully straight but
3: <laughs> if you,
2: if you, if you, if you, uh, what's it called? If you, if, but he's Michael Jackson, like you saw that, right, like, <laughs>
0: right? Like, if he did, I might have been like, okay, like that's my, he's eccentric, you know what I mean? Like, okay, right. it yeah, but so, like, but, but okay, but back in the day, DMX or sticky fingers. Nah, if I heard they no. wore, I, oh I, I would God. not believe. I mean, what? Yo,
2: <laughs> no. that's one. That was that was my reaction when I saw the dude wearing the skirt. Like him? Nah, mm-hmm. nah, nah, nah. Like, it, there's no way. There's no way in hell mm-hmm. one of those two is wearing a skirt. Like, if Sticky right. Fingers, Sticky Fingers is top five to me. I right. love DMX. Mm-hmm. I, me personally, I Sticky Fingers is just like. He's top five to me. I love DMX. Yep. I don't think that he's top five. I think that Sticky is top five. My personal top five favorites. But DMX is definitely one of the greatest. But neither one of them would ever wear a skirt. Like, there's certain people that you just right. know are not going to go they're that limit. Doing, they're not doing it. And it's like, you know, that boom factor is what what is what people chase nowadays. Like,
0: yeah. Um yeah, I wouldn't see either of them doing something like that, honestly. Right. I wouldn't see anybody like that. I wouldn't definitely wouldn't see sticky fingers doing some shit like that or DMX. And like you said, I'm looking for Pac and a diaper. I don't see Pac in a diaper.
2: Right. I don't that's, see it. I don't, I don't Pop wouldn't do it.
0: That's just what somebody told me.
2: Right. So um you know it's it's it what what did <clears throat> Like, and even, like, how we treat our women. Like, the, 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 because that's another thing. Like, men and women nowadays, mm-hmm. not even men and women, black men and black women, we have, there's a, there's a little feud between us. And that's one thing I realized. Mm-hmm. Because it's, because uh, I, you know me, I love my black women. Mm-hmm. You know So, mm-hmm. I realized, like and it's and it's because of the media it's because of what is what is what is programmed in people's heads when you see things so often when you hear songs so often it's it's it becomes a thing the most the like the best songs I'm today, going back on live too okay mm-hmm. the best songs today from RB artists are songs that talk about toxicity hurt and fuck these niggas or fuck these bitches Mm -hmm. all the r&b joints and that's r&b like r&b's supposed to be love right when
0: i was coming up r&b wasn't the type of music to talk about that you would hear that type of stuff from rap music for sure Mm -hmm. but even then like you know you had a lot of rap songs that did you know they were lovey-dovey songs they were you know like i was just listening to um Before I came on, I was listening to a Jodeci. It was Jodeci, the remix, the uh, "Freaking You" remix, and it was with Wu Tang. That shit was dope. It was all about, you know, what
1: I'm
2: saying, like, you know, (laughs) doing what you
0: do with your, doing what you do with your queen.
2: (laughs) Yeah, and you know, there's no, there's no real song, there's no songs like that anymore. Like, and that's what I'm saying. Like the, the Mm -hmm. idea of what's happening in the world in terms of you know how people interact with each other it's being and like the relationship between men and women Mm. Uh, black black men i say specifically black men and black women because white Mm. people got got shit white people and these other people they got shit different i don't know what it is about them but they like to stay together and don't move but they but they move in unison for some reason brothers and sisters younger ones we're not getting along that's why you see everyone trying to go go along with different couples and listen and that and listen if you want to be interracial if you want to do that's that's you but i feel like business you should, yeah you should you 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 like for the for one of the main models that women especially black women to say nowadays is niggas ain't shit
0: well that's, that's something that's been being you know uh perpetuated for a long time and and it didn't just start and again that goes to something that um it took a long time to get to that point put it like that took a long time to get there and now again we're seeing the manifestation and Dr. Francis Cress Wilson talks about this um let me see if I could pull up this video because I have another clip from you from sister named uh, Shahrazad Ali because she, you know, she really lays it on. Like she's talking about this stuff again back in the 80s, 90s where, so she wrote a book called The Black Man's Guide to Understanding the Black Woman. I recommend it for all my brothers. Um, I had it and I lost it. I'm going to order it again. Because <laughs> I was reading it and it fell out in a in a lift or an Uber or some shit. <laughs> like I think it slipped out of my you,
2: pocket. How does it all out of the... what it, oh, it was in, in my your... pocket. It was in my pocket. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's wild. That's something that people are not gonna know about because people that'd be another interesting question.
1: Mm-hmm. So
2: well, I mean, no, that the, the, the younger kids definitely would read books because they're in school. Well, I don't know because school's about to go paperless. Right. You know, people that have read a that have read a book.
0: You, you hold up, back that up. You said it's about to go paperless. Oh, yeah. So we're about to go paperless. Is this a fact? I mean, I, I can see the trend coming, but is this like really what's going on?
2: It's, yeah, it's what, because think about it. You got to think about people are trying to save the environment, less trees. <sighs> it's going to cost less because now you don't have to pay for, you don't have to pay for. As books, I said, to this do the- oh, yeah. I you know, knew like, the day was coming, y'all. Yeah, I f- like knew it's, the day was coming. Yeah. It's going to, if it's not, if it's not next, if it's not in the next 10 years, it's going to be in the next 20. It's definitely going to, there's definitely going to be a time when people are not going to know how to, how they're going to know how to type quicker than they can write. There's going to be a time when people aren't going to be able to, uh to like, to be able to, they're not going to know what a physical book is. Like even newspapers, people don't use newspapers anymore. Like if newspapers are out of whack, and people's main source of news is social media. What the hell do you think is going to happen to books? Right, like, everything right. is going to go to iPads. That's what they do now. Kids bring laptops to school, like kids, like 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 second, third, fourth graders. They bring right. computers to school. Sure so, yeah, it absolutely is about to go paperless.
0: That's absolutely. crazy. Let let me um.
2: You said back that
0: up Hold cuz yeah. <laughs> yeah. cuz I've been thinking about that like I've been thinking um you know there's going to be a point where where books are basically going to be banned on some save the environment type stuff. Oh, yeah. And hopefully you know that's an extreme but I think it might get there. But I just wanted to pull up sister Sh- uh Sh- Ali. Keep game, okay? Listen to what the sister has to say about black men, black women, the relationships between us, okay? Folks, if you are listening on, check us out at onthewakeupradio.com. Hold on, let me put that link right here, on onthewakeupradio.com, so that you can go check it out. You can still keep on the IG live. But go check out on dot radio.com so that you can hear this exclusive footage because we're not putting it on the Instagram. We're not giving them all that Instagram are haters. Oh shit! Delete that. That's not what I want.
2: Yeah, no. It's, uh, schools are definitely gonna go paperless. It's gonna be. It's gonna be. Now here's the problem. If schools go well, I mean that's this is not the only problem. But if schools go paperless then I don't know what people are gonna be doing about even classes like music. Like, how are you gonna teach music? How are you gonna teach music without sheet music?
1: Mm, you have to be able
2: it. to write on it. You have to be able to do mm-hmm. and granted, you can have it on a tablet. You can look on it on a tablet, but...
0: It's not the same. It's not the, not the same. same. And then also with things, books, anything that's written, it can be altered. It can be digitally altered. That's mm-hmm. another where, yeah. you know, we think like we th- maybe in these times people would say, oh, you know, that's not a thing that couldn't happen, but yeah, it's already happening. Okay. Um, the people with the good sister yeah. said. All right, here we go.
3: Intelligence, kindness yeah, and love. Now we've heard though, that terminology, you know, it's like one of those where they tell you pull yourself up by your own bootstraps, what do that mean? You know, how, how can I make that functional in my day to day life to benefit me as a practice? It sounds like all theory. Where's the practicum? What do I do? The good black woman has self-discipline, that's self-control. Let hmm. me make that real for you, sisters. We can start with our mouth. The good black woman can control her mouth. She don't have to say everything that comes up. Hmm. It's okay if he get the last word sometime.
0: Hmm. 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 Hmm.
3: She don't cuss in public Mm. Mm. and she works on not cussing in private. She don't tear a man down with a mouth because they can't out argue us. Can't nobody out argue us. Mm. I have charged that we nag our men too much. We keep our men's head tied up so much with our petty grievances about our personal relationship that he don't have time to think and plan for our future. Cause he got to deal with what, what's going to happen with us every day. You know, it's it's real life. When the black man come home, he almost have to do a wind test or stick his toe in the door. He don't know what. Way. <laughs> <laughs> he don't know who that is that today. He knows the possibility that there's some kind of new monster that he didn't even know about the other day. <laughs> okay.
2: mm-hmm. So
3: you know, we, we need to and pauses for a second. That. Mm-hmm. We need Pardon to be
0: so vicious with our mouth.
3: Yes sir. You know how
2: many black women in today's generation would be a, would be annoyed by that? Yep. Yep. So, uh, yeah, we'll we we'll keep talking about. It. I want to keep keep yeah. I you want to, to, right? <laughs> yeah, to hear the sister, right? Yeah, I want to hear it. Yeah. She's she's speaking and this is keep going. Yep. I want to hear what I want to hear.
1: Yep.
3: You know, men are not petty like that. They're not going to out-argue us. And it has been proven that verbal abuse is just as harmful as physical abuse. So let's not use our mouth to do that to him. The good black woman is courteous. She says, thank you, babe. I appreciate you doing that. I appreciate everything. Try harder. I'm going to work with you. Thank you. I know you did your best.
0: <laughs> now that's a
3: whole new language. <laughs> but just to say that during the course of the day every day with the man that you're trying to be with or want to be with will make our life easier. We mm. can't get it if we don't give it. We keep wanting them to give us and do something for us that we refuse to do. That's it. it don't mm-hmm. work like that. Mm-hmm. A good black woman has self respect. She don't.
0: have What what you got, man? What you got? I'll I'll bring it back.
3: That that that's basically
2: that's 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 what one of the <clears throat> things that a lot of women don't and not. I say I and, and I because I don't disrespect. I love my sisters. So I don't course, want anyone man. to listen, feel like.
0: Listen, man. We I, you know we know off top that this is full respect and love for our sisters. Let's talk
2: about that. right right one thing that irritates me a lot is that they are not able to say okay if i want this i have to give this to him as well they are not an understanding of like okay granted in a relationship everything is not going to be 50 50. we're not going to always be 50 50. There are going to be some things that i'm better at than you and there's some things that you're gonna be better at than me that's not even just with a relationship meaning your girlfriend or your or your, or your boyfriend wherever you're dating but this also comes to friendships like there's certain things that even as uh, my brother you have things that you are better at than me and I have mm-hmm. things I'm better at than you there's right. no there's no equality but the thing about it is a lot like one of the quotes from black women today is when you ask, when because because you know the, the the question of like, oh, what do you bring to the table? Meaning, right. what do you offer in the relationship? Right. A lot of their reaction, a lot of their responses are, "Is I am the table." That right. is the biggest red flag you could say to me, mm-hmm. because what you're telling me is, I am what is important, not this relationship. You are you are doing this for me, and I am not giving anything in return because I am the reason why this is a thing yeah. that is what she is debunking right now she oh, yeah. is saying in a in a in a mentality like if you want to be looked at a, at as a table well he has to be a table and if you want him to be a chair at a table well guess what you should look to be a chair at a table that doesn't mean that we're both bringing the same thing to the table maybe yeah. i'm bringing a little bit more food maybe you're you're setting up the the the, the table, the 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 silverware and the 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 knackers and everything a little bit nicer. Maybe you're doing the like like you're 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 picking up some of the slack for me and I'm bringing more and you know it's things like that. But women are these women, they're not able to do that. A lot of the times it is just, you know, you bring everything. And a woman that says, cause Loki, another thing I want Loki become. Well, we, we could talk about it another time. But, um, when it comes to, to, to a lot of, uh, relationships, a woman who says I am the table is neglecting the future because the, you aren't the table. What the table is, is the future children we're going to have is the house mm. we're going to get is mm. the, the family, the, this, the, that it's not you same way how it's not me. I'm going to there's no way that there's not more than one table there's one table at the dinner table there's one that everyone sits around so mm-hmm. if you're the table there's no space for our child there's no space Ooh. for our home there's no space for anything if it's you that's where like <laughs> like it's like yo cam it's, it's it's like it's just it's just things like that that I'm that I'm that she's debunking right now you feel me
0: Yes, and again, this is from, like, the 80s or the 90s. Shall we you proceed? Send
2: this video. Oh, I'm yes, going
0: to send you more. There's more. This is just one that I randomly picked. Here we go. <clears throat> go
3: out naked just to get the attention of a man. Wait, what's that fast, that fact? That we refused to I do like it. I feel I'm watching a sports game. It don't work like that. The good black woman has self-respect. She don't have to go out naked just to get the attention of a
1: man. hmm. Mm-hmm. spitting.
3: I have sisters all over the country, and they, and they come up to me uh, after the lectures, and they'll be talking to me, and they'll say, well, you know, uh, all he think about is sex. All he think about is my body. I say, why don't you show him something else?
0: Mm.
3: And then here's the really good one. They'll come up, and they'll have mom. Um, uh, uh, a weed they have on nails, <laughs> a level
2: <old> face fingernails <laughs> and all of that Yo. but i'm looking for a real man mm-hmm. but that's real because that's 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 real mm-hmm. that's real because a lot of women they don't embrace their natural selves they don't have self respect they don't have and they it's not self respect they don't have the confidence and that's also because of social media the idea of beauty in a woman's eyes is Nicki Minaj mm, uh, uh all these women that have that are fake so here's what it is right
0: spit it nice and slow so everyone can hear you, the words right
2: i said i'm a giant's fan so i know disappointment I know cuts take time to heal regardless of the ointment. Acceptance of the self is a crisis within. I've seen seen noses turn from tooth can to weight watchers slim. I've seen gorgeous women change their repairments just to go to the club with tails from horses, fake nails, and makeup. No disrespect, it's a compliment, just think about it. I'm telling you love your essence and you here getting mad about it. When I know when you look in the mirror and what you get about it, flaw after flaw after flaw after flaw, but I don't see that at all. I see through the insecurity, but when I tell you your beautiful, list of questioning towards me, like what does he see? I don't care if it smokes the mirrors. Now I prefer the real thing. For you, it's not camp. Is for you, it's not complicated but simple. Without showing skin, resemble my sex symbol. Mm. So that's just that. That's basically talking about that. Like you're like these, like it can't be just the fake hair that this that is just oh my god she's speaking right. the truth
0: and then say you want a real man really she's speaking the truth mm-hmm. right and i mind you i've never seen this one before but this sister you know she's got so much of this fire and you're right like i feel like well one thing the brothers should definitely watch this stuff and but the sisters should watch it too and, and you know, definitely have to watch it Just take it humbly. You know, they don't have to like everything, but her her intention was basically to educate the men in a way about things. So she says that no one has put the black woman under examination. The black man has been under examination. And according to the sister Ali, the black woman has escaped that same type of scrutiny and examination Throughout, you know, recent history. And so she's the one to kind of put the spotlight on certain things, certain uh, toxic behaviors a certain uh, certain toxic mentality. We know the shit. We know for the most part the shit that brothers have been accused of, right? We know pretty mm-hmm. pretty much what, yeah. you know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. she's the one kind of bringing it and putting that spotlight on the sisters. And she's not putting out, putting things that nobody knows. She's just saying, hey, listen, brothers, this is what's going on plain and so right. and so that i think a lot of brothers after listening to her feel vindicated because it's like okay i'm not crazy i thought i was going crazy it's like no you no 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 you're not going crazy this is something that's going on but even even having this education lets us know how we move around our sisters how to proceed and how not to get caught up in those traps whether it's emotional traps cuz the sisters are dealing with their their healing too And if someone has an open wound, then then if someone has an open wound or an an open emotional wound, then everything that they, everything they experience is going to be processed through the filter Mm -hmm. of that wound. Mm -hmm. You understand? And I mean, even like when it comes to like feminism, you know, feminism, because you talk about the manifestation with social media. But something like feminism was kind of put on black women at a certain point in history during the feminist movement back in like 60s, 70s. And that was used politically to divide black men and women, black men and women, because our black power movement and our civil rights movement was a family movement. It was men, women and children fighting for liberation and safety. From a terroristic government and the um, and I guess the, the, the white or the Caucasian majority who, who the, the government was complicit in allowing them to do what they were doing to the black family. because They weren't just coming after black men. They were coming out of all coming after all of us. So then you had feminism come in and you know the white woman was used as a pawn to divide black men from black women. The the social structure uh when it came to public housing, you know, they had a thing called um damn, what was it called? Urban renewal. Urban renewal. And during the urban renewal period, it was from like the 40s to the 70s or the 80s, something along those lines where basically you had all these black communities all across the country, thriving black communities. And, you know, this is where people own real estate, businesses, um, you know, friends, neighbors, livelihoods, all this stuff that really creates a community. And these communities were destroyed. A lot of them, they were c- considered condemned and basically run through with imminent domain. Highways were run through these were run through these communities, highways, railroad tracks, those type of things were run through these communities in order to destabilize them. A lot of public housing was created in this time period, and then you would have public housing where only women were allowed in there, women and children and men were not allowed. You know, Instead of a man being in the house, welfare became the man in the house now, so now you have generations of children who are born under this type of um this type of paradigm and then you have feminism coming in and saying hey you don't need a man black woman you don't need no man that type of shit how many how long how many how often have you heard black women women in general but especially black women being told I don't need a man I don't need no man this and that
2: you know that's what is that's what is that's the that's the slogan now and it's not listen it's not about because i understand what they're saying but they're taking it in the wrong way yes you shouldn't feel dependent on any man or you shouldn't even if you're a lesbian you shouldn't feel dependent on any woman but Mm -hmm. you should still seek out you should still like you should still allow those opportunities to come and that's why i feel like like a lot of black women they love to self sabotage and it's because Mm -hmm. of a lot of their 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 previous, their previous things has happened before, and on top of that, it's also because, you know, one thing I always say to to women, because a lot of women always ask, why can I find a long term relationship? Why can I find a long term relationship? And everything is just seems like the, the right now, and it's good for a couple of days or a month or two, and then it goes to the garbage. And I am when you when women who say that. They, they, I, 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 I listen to how they, you know, interact with with their man, and mm-hmm. I, and I say, or I, I, I've noticed at least this is something that you know, like, I've kind of, cause, cause I, I kind of want to go into this as a, as kind of like somewhat of a career a little bit,
3: mm-hmm. explaining to
2: kind of women, you know, certain things about dating, and one thing I'm, I say is. You know, a lot of women they they say when you ask a woman what do you look for in a man? What do they when you're when you're when you're on a date, your first date, what do you look for? Does he pay? Does he hold the door? Does uh is he is he employed? Does he make good money? Can does he have a car? Does he have a house? This that, 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 that. those things, right? Mm-hmm. Those are all things that are here today and pe- and can be gone tomorrow, or acts that are done right then and there and and finish right then and there. Bottom line, what I'm saying is to bring it around all circle. Women who ask, why can't I find a long-term relationship? It's because you're searching for the instant things. Those instant things of you're paying for the date, you're holding the door, you're doing this, you're doing that. Okay, yes. Should a man want to do those? Absolutely, that's not like, like a man should want to, however, it goes back to even what sister was saying about you give what you want to receive. Mm -hmm. You're looking for a long-term relationship. You shouldn't be looking for him to just give and give and give and give. And that is one of the problems. And women call it like, Oh, I need a provider. I'm looking for a provider.
0: Right. And then what comes with that, you know, that provider type of thing. So mm -hmm. So, one thing, and you know, sister talks about it too. Sister Ali talks about it where you, where you know, women, especially our sisters, aren't being taught to be wives, you know, or they're not taught to to do that give and take like you're like, what right. you're talking about. Well, you know, I want a man to give me money, a man to like men. Basically, she says, you know, men are looked at as a, a source of income. But that's a business. Right. But what about the emotional support? What about your cheerleader? What about, you know, someone that you're going to pour life into as well? You know, something I think you and I have spoken about is there's nothing like when a black woman pours life into her black man. Mm-hmm. You know, but then it's a whole other thing. And sister mentioned it. Y'all can also pour death into the brothers, you know, the, those words, the mouth, the tongue can be poisonous. It can be toxic. And that, you know, that they, when, when brothers are receiving that, they'd rather just not even deal with y'all in the first place. Because, you say I can do bad on you know all by myself. But the thing is, right. when you pour life into that brother, and when you do be, treat him with that respect and that honor, then that's going to be multiplied and
2: given back to you. And that's, fifty times more, and that's what I'm saying. Like with with good men too. And that's another thing. There's, every man isn't good for every woman, right? But right. good men will notice that I'm getting this, so I'm gonna give it back. And another portion of it comes down to, you know, um, I'd say communication. Mm. I feel like it. Those are they're 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 two keys to a relationship. It's communication and it's compromise. If you can Mm. do those two things, you're good. There's, there's, you don't need to worry about anything else. Everything else is just, it revolves around those two. But are you willing to communicate and healthily communicate? And at that communication, are you willing to compromise? Mm. Those are two things that people very rarely do in relationships, and that's why they don't succeed. People say, "Oh, it's because of relationships. It's because this is." I'm not religious because of financial problems. This is no. Fuck your financial problems. If you're able to talk about it and you're able to discuss what you're willing to give up or do to fix the situation and you're willing to allow there to be a change, you have everything. And that's what a lot of, but that's what I'm saying. A lot of, those are two things that a lot of black women don't like doing. Communicating and compromising. They hate those two things. They love to sit there and you read their mind. And then once you read their mind, then, then, then it's like the mind. it's like right but it's like and I haven't told you about uh, I've told you about situations so it's like you know all, all in all when it comes down to a relationship it, 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 and with black women that's what I think that as you said like to be able to to, to, to to, if you know your man, your black man is having a bad day or he went through something traumatic you 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 pick him up not saying you literally are the one to get him off his, but you make sure you make him feel okay. That doesn't mean you have to buy us something that doesn't mean we have to have sex I doesn't mean none of that, but it just means that know that let me know that you are here. that is what is important to us. And that's what also should be that's what I'm saying. That's the 50-50. The 50-50 should be regardless what you have, regardless what I have, we still care for each other because what we have can be gone any minute. Mm.
0: Mm.
2: So that's that's where, you know, basically yeah. i because I've I've had I've I've had so many talks with especially older women, because you know, older, I love to talk to older women and you know to exp- and just be be just just you know just try to understand where their perspective is coming from and sometimes i realize some older women aren't ready for a mind like mine and it doesn't come down to what i have or what i can provide i'll provide you knowledge that will fuck up your whole world <laughs> like mm-hmm. not 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 saying like like i'm that dude no but i'm saying like i'll give you knowledge that'll make you sit back and be like damn, I've been doing this all wrong. And that's not, you know, so. Right. Right. Well, I'm, I'm going to go back to Hmm.
0: What else she has to say? This is getting really interesting. This conversation.
3: I say why? <laughs> what you want a real man for? <laughs> the good black woman can pull a dress down without thinking that it devalues her. She doesn't have to use her body because she has so many other good attributes about herself to get the attention of a man.
1: Mm-hmm. We
3: can take the sisters, the sisters are in a position to take all of the charge uh, and sexual energy out of the black community by just dressing differently. We mm. have the power and control over that. That don't stop you from being beautiful. Mm. Mm. That don't stop you from getting a man. And it certainly puts things on the right perspective so some other judgments can be made other than physical. Don't take no knowledge, wisdom, and understanding to have a sexual reaction. That's mm-hmm. the most base. We spend less time doing that than anything else we do. So, you know, that doesn't always have to be the forefront issue. We know we are capable of that. The good black woman has intelligence. Meaning that she knows how to behave properly in the streets, she's not in the wrong place. Some of our women don't know what else to do other than go to the bar. They need some activity. Mm -hmm. Some of our women thinking that staying home on the weekend is some kind of sin. Mm. Some of our women think that if they don't have a new outfit to wear every day, that they go self destruct. You know, we we have a lot of just that kind of nonsense going. Uh, Every time we buy new outfits and clothes or whatever, all we're doing is sending money out of our community. We don't own no clothing store. If the white man closed the shoe factory, we'd all be here barefooted tonight. We don't own no shoe factories. You know, very base things that we don't own that we put our money into and demand we have to have them. A lot of times Mm -hmm. our man look at us and know that he ain't never going to be able to make enough money to give us all of the things we say we want. Mm -hmm. And don't a woman who he constantly got to deny her the things that she says she wants. Mm. That represents failure to him. To have to always, you know, not be able to provide us with what we ask for. One of the ways we can do that is to start being satisfied with less. Mm. You know, the good black woman is clean, and that's a hard one. The good black woman try to keep the house clean. black woman is clean by her own body You know, a lot of those things we kind of take granted but all of our people don't know about that there are people who are angry with me because i even describe the fact that some of us as sisters uh, don't have proper personal hygiene as if that don't exist we have Mm. too much falsehood and pretense going about our condition everybody just dressed up ain't clean Mm the truth. We have to look at our condition in the light of truth. Stop reacting emotionally and pretending that just because we don't want to deal di- one of the most difficult things that I deal with out here is trying to teach our people the difference between an actual fact and an opinion. Our people think that they can, can accept or reject and just don't have to feel about it. Just don't be there. You can feel any kind of way you want to feel about it. Those are just, those kind of emotions have kept us from growing because anything we don't like, we just reject that and say, well, I don't believe that. That don't mean that it's not the truth. It just makes you a disbeliever. And that Just because we don't want to, di- one of the most difficult things that I deal with out here is trying to teach our people the difference between an actual fact and an opinion. Our people think that they can accept or reject truth based on how they feel about it. Your feelings don't change the truth. The truth is just going to be there. You can feel any kind of way you want to feel about it.
0: That was some dynamite content right there from Sister Shahrazad Ali. And, you know, this is one of those things where this conversation just went a completely different direction than what I was expecting. And that's always a treat because I was about to start talking about, you know, Epstein and all that shit. But turns out talking about black love and, you know, the relationship between brothers and sisters out here and, you know, how we deal with each other. And what it is, you know, some of the obstacles that we're facing. And we can only give those perspectives from, you know, from the male side, from black men. (sighs) And that's why it's always refreshing to hear what sisters have to say. Because... We don't get that perspective all the time, and and you know, uh, Sister Shahrazad Ali, she's coming from it's not it's not about the judgment. She's not coming from a judgmental perspective, but the perspective that she's giving is one to help us repair the damaged black family at this point. It's all about thought provoking conversation and subject content and you know however we can bring this healing to the family that that is part of our task here next week i'll try to get on earlier there's a lot of stuff that's going on i'll touch on some of these things real quick you know just to keep it real with the audience. Some of the things I was going to touch on tonight was the Jelaine Maxwell trial. Check out the ad, too. Check out the ad when you get a moment, because that's from the movie uh, Mad Max 2, a.k.a. The Road Warrior. It stands true today. You know, this movie was from like 1970s, 80s, maybe early 80s, like 81. But. Things that they talk about in the intro to Mad Max Two, you know, they kind of tell how how it got to that chaotic post-apocalyptic type of situation and the breakdown of society. So that's what Mad. That's what the intro is is taken from, and just you know, interspersed with clips from kind of what we're seeing today and what we're experiencing today. The Gelaine Maxwell trial, folks. Pay attention. Keep your head on a swivel because there might be some crazy interference or, or crazy distraction anytime after November 29th. Hold on. Let me see if I can find my season of sacrifice posts. See if there's any sacrifices or. Events coming up that we might want to pay attention to. Any dates, any important dates coming up. But if you remember the season of sacrifice episode, here we go. So we are now on November 29th. We got December 1st coming up. December 21st, last quarter moon, possibly, or possible SPOT meeting. December 9th, so the next few things are just uh, last quarter moon, new moon, first quarter moon, and then December 21st, that's the next big one, okay, the winter solstice, Sabat festival, shortest day of the year, sun farthest from equator, first day of winter, witch's year begins, okay, so December 21st, so we're coming up on their new year, that's blood, Blood sexual ceremony, animal human sacrifice, December 21st. December 22nd is a feast day, orgies, oh shit, ceremony, oral, anal, vaginal. Hmm. You know, I'm going to keep it right there, ladies and gentlemen. It's a good conversation tonight. I got to take my ass to sleep. Thank everybody for tuning in. Thank everybody, for your input, as always. It was a great conversation with my man, Bruce. You know, hopefully we'll have many more like them. Shout out to my brother, John, a Masonic Marine from the Truth Food Podcast. Shout out to super producer Cindy Ashby for bringing this all together. Tune in again next week for the most dangerous two hours in radio on The Wake Up. Individual. Thanks for keeping the lights on, Deanne.
3: Sing the ass reproduction the...
0: on the wake up you the people have
1: the power the power to create happiness let us use that power let us all unite let us fight for a new world you the people have the power to make this life free and beautiful to make this life
0: a wonderful adventure by the promise of these things, brutes have risen to power, but they lie. They do not fulfill that promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. Now let us fight to fulfill
1: that promise. Let
3: us all unite. otwtube.com, uncensored free speech platform.